I stayed with him on the first jump, and then the second jump was it was more powerful than the first jump. And he jerked me forward on the. I got on the end of my arm, and he jerked me forward, and we headbutted one time, and then he jumped again, and we headbutted the other time. the The first jump knocked me out, and the second jump I was still on the bull, and he we headbutted like very hard. Um, and then they immediately said he has a severe brain injury. We need to get get him airlifted. And oh so they air, they airlifted him to a local hospital in Montgomery. And we were told then that he had five bleeds and that they were, he, we were going to be flown to Children's. I I was out. I was I mean uh waking waking, wake, up, waking up talking when I first no not when I woke up when I first started talking that was my first memory. Okay. And that was about 40 days after. Hey guys, thanks for checking out Impetus Health. We're really excited to dive into this episode. This is a patient of mine, Jacob Browder, and his mother, Susan Browder. Jacob has a traumatic brain injury from a bull riding accident he had when he was 15 years old, and their story is amazing. It's really intriguing to get into and see not only the story that he went through, but how healthcare played a role in that story and what they thought about it and seeing everything they can do from here on out. So we're going to hop into it, guys. We hope you enjoy it. This is a revolution to fight for truth. Fight for the people who trust us with their health and fight for research-backed action. This is a fight to purge baseless trends and customs in healthcare. This is a revolution to change the steps of healthcare from reactive medicine to preemptive medicine. Our vision is to be a catalyst for a system of proactive healthcare versus reactive healthcare. This is Impetus Health.
All right, guys, welcome to Impetus Health. Um, you're here with Sean and my wife, Ellie, and we have the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Jacob Bradder and his mom, Susan Bradder. And um, Jacob has an absolutely incredible story. He is, uh, he's been a patient of, at my clinic, Volk Performance Rehab and Recovery, and I've seen Jacob um, for a while now, and he has had some in incredible progress and in what he's come from. And we're going to talk about Jacob's story a little bit today because he's got a killer one. Um, and he's, Jacob's actually coming out with a book entitled, um, Jacob, what's the title of your book? The Bull Didn't Win. The Bull That's Didn't it. Win. And I love yeah. that title. We're going to dive into that story. You're going to see why well, that's such a cool title. Um, so Jacob and Susan, just hop in whenever you want to. But t tell me a little bit about um, what happened. Kind of take us through the, the buildup of it and what happens to your, in your story. Okay. So I was at a I, – I, I, I used to be a bull rider, and um, I was at a rodeo school like and uh to help me become a better bull rider and i just got on one bull and i rode the bull and my mom and my dad were they were both there with me and they said i needed there was time to go they they said come on after i rode that one bull so i didn't i didn't want to i didn't want to leave yeah. I, I was i was i was gonna get on i was determined to get on one more bull and uh, I got on the bull without them knowing. Let me jump in for just a second, if that's okay. So <laughs> he he walks over to me. I don't I don't remember anything. So. He 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 really doesn't have a memory of that day. Mm -hmm. He yeah. has a memory of like eating lunch, but after that, like he doesn't even remember. So he's going off of memory, you know, of what we've told him exactly happened. But he he rode one bull, and like like he said, I was we were packing up, and um. Cause he was just supposed to ride that one. Mm -hmm. And so he walked over to me and he had a funny look on his face. Um, almost like he was trying to tell me, he wanted me to say no, because the bull that he was getting on was the biggest one there. Mm -hmm. um, so he looked, he looked like he was a little unsure and, um, and he showed it to me and I said, absolutely not. You're not getting on that one. And um, he just kind of turned around and gave me like a crooked little smile and um, I'll never forget that look on his face. It was like, and I'd seen it before. I knew he was getting on it. And so, I, you know, I looked over there at my husband. I just was doing this and waving my hands. No, no, no. Um, well, anyway, he got on it. And you can go ahead and tell him the rest. <laughs> I'm just going by what I was going off what I was told. I don't remember anything. So uh, oh. they, I, I got on the bull and without them knowing, and he took, two jumps out and uh he jerked me forward on the first jump and i stayed with him on the video i saw this and uh i stayed with him on the first jump and then the second jump was it was more powerful than the first jump and he jerked me forward on the i got on the end of my arm and he jerked me forward and we headbutted one time and then he jumped again and we headbutted the, the other time the the first jump knocked me out and the second jump, I was still on the bull, and he, we headbutted like very hard. And uh, so basically, it was a hit. His his head, his brain shook forward and backwards. So it was kind of like two hits. Mm -hmm. um, two counterkeys. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So it was a it was a really bad um, way to hit your head the way he did. Yeah. Oh yeah. So did you like? Did you go, obviously you went immediately to a hospital, I'm sure, right? 
Well, there wasn't any cell service. I kind of feel like I should tell this part because you were. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no cell service and we had, um, there was no way to call anybody. Um, and we were in the middle of nowhere. We're a little town called Fitz Fitzpatrick. So it's south of Montgomery. Yeah. Um, and so we're, you know, everybody's kind of gathered around him where he is bleeding. So, but we don't want to take anything off of his head because we don't want to move him as much. You know, we just didn't want to move him. Yeah. Well, he, um, my husband finally um, just took it off because we were trying to see where everything was coming from. And everybody kind of assured us because, you know, we're new to radio. We'd only been in it like two or three years, but yeah. all the other people were a little bit more experienced. And they were telling us that, Oh, we've seen this. He's going to wake up. He's just knocked out for a minute. So, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes goes around and nothing. Jacob's not. Yeah. And his, his belly did a funny thing. It started kind of rolling and he started breathing real funny. And it seemed like he was about to stop breathing the way it was in. So anyway, um, I just said, everybody pray. And we just started praying because it was like, I felt like kind of like evil was around me. It's a horrible, horrible feeling, you know, to, um, to, you know, to be a part of. But yeah. anyway, um, they finally, we finally got the lady that was in charge of the rodeo. She had Verizon and she called, um, finally called the ambulance for help. And um, they got there. He was probably 30. It was 30 minutes at least. Um, and then they immediately said he has a severe brain injury. We need to get get him airlifted. And oh so they air, they airlifted him to a local hospital in Montgomery. And we were told then that he had five bleeds and that they he, we were going to be flown to Children's. And um, some of my friend, a close friend of mine, drove and stayed with Jacob while we rode. Um, hmm. Got stopped and I, and I almost got a ticket. And um, we you know no, it was two horrible cops that stopped us and didn't listen. But anyway, that's kind of where, um, how it all happened. Yeah. How old were you, Jacob? I was 15 when it happened. Wow. 15. So you were young. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was. So Jacob, what's the next thing that you remember after, after that day? I, I was out. I was, I mean, uh, waking, waking, wake, up, waking talk. up talking when I first, no, not when I woke up, when I first started talking, that was my first memory. Okay. And that was about 40 days after. 40 days. I thought it was two weeks. 40 days. Yeah. He woke up two weeks. He started showing signs of waking up within two weeks. And um, he kind of, it, was, it wasn't like he just woke up. Mm -hmm. His eyes, you could see like, you know how when somebody's got their eyes closed and you can um, mm -hmm. see that they're moving their eyeballs, that started. And then his eyes would just start peeking through like one day and then the next day a little bit more. And but that started happening. Um, it was a little over two weeks that started happening. But he didn't talk until about 40 days after his injury. So was this a medically induced coma or was it? Like no, a, it, it was, was a coma. Oh, my no. goodness. Wow. Yeah. So once we got to Children's, they gave us a 36 hour window. Never really understood that. But that if he didn't start showing signs that he possibly would not wake up. Yeah. Wow. And then, you know, the longer he stayed, you know, like that, the the chances of him, you know, it, it, us having a good outcome was, was yeah. very, very right. And, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Susan, I got to ask you what that, that first time that Jacob, like before he ever started talking, the first time he opened his eyes, like what was that when y'all started seeing him open his eyes? What was that like? 
Oh gosh, it was, you know, I, I um, had a verse. Is it okay to talk about Bible verses? Absolutely, yes, please. please. I had a Bible <laughs> verse that was laid on my heart and I, um, it, it was put on my heart a long time ago, but I really, really never thought about what it actually said or meant. But it's Mark 11, 24, 24, 11, but it's believe you have received it and it will be yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had said that verse and thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. And I just believed, you know, I couldn't see him not waking up. You know, I couldn't see life without him. Mm-hmm. But um, that first time when I saw that, I saw his eyes starting to move and peeking through that that was just where my hope started you know that's it just gave me a lot of a lot of hope but it was quickly um not so much positive after that because um i kind of felt like the air was let out of my balloon when they when the doctors came in because they started like grabbing his chest and almost kind of like titty twisters or whatever you call it when you're young kids and you're playing that game. Boys. <laughs> what I did to you the other day. Sean. Oh yeah, I know. That's the first thing he does um, every time he comes to the clinic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but they would come in and they would do that and he wouldn't, he would never do anything. Well, all of a sudden, you know, when he starts peeking and through his eyes a little bit, he starts doing movements, but they weren't considered purposeful moments they were kind of like where you take your hands and just you draw up and like it just showed severe disabilities when so that might you know that hope was quickly I felt like it was stepped on a lot because um we weren't really given a lot of positive things that were said out of the things that he was doing at the time yeah and I know we're gonna get into like a lot of the rehab questions in a second but from a healthcare standpoint because I'm I'm a nurse um I'm just curious to uh, ask y'all kind of like what y'all's opinion was um, being in a critical care setting and like how from y'all's standpoint um, you would consider this a traumatic injury correct absolutely right, right. like you were otherwise healthy right Jacob absolutely right so <clears throat> that's where we talk about this a lot on the podcast we think healthcare is amazing in so many regards but especially for the people who have some type of traumatic injury where they're otherwise healthy and they're taking care of themselves you know outside Mm -hmm. of the hospital but what was y'all's opinion in terms of the healthcare system and um kind of being in it from that standpoint i guess and from you know your perspective miss browder as well because you were there well i mean i learned a really valuable lesson but before i say that i'll you know they were wonderful but you know the, you know, they were wonderful, but, um, just in the, I mean, they took really good care of him and all. And, um, I put pictures on his door because I wanted them to see who he was. I didn't want them to, you know, when they came in, it was like a morning routine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Jacob Browder. He was a, in a bull riding accident. He's not showing signs of improvement. Right. What, you know, thing. And I was tired of hearing that. I wanted them to see who he was. So I put pictures up on his door and covered the pictures of of, you know, who he was and all. So they, you know, just where they could put a life with this mm. person that was laying yeah. there lifeless. Yeah. Um, but, you know, from, in my opinion, I mean, they did a really, really good job and took care of him. You know, they did the best that they could on um, getting us to understand what they were doing and things like that. But if, um, I guess one thing I'll always from now on do my own research, mm-hmm. you know, I want, and we had some great doctors, but I won't always take somebody's word for something. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. you know, I'll you, always do my own research. Can y'all talk about a little bit about like why you say that in terms of like the six, is it the six hour window? 
or what is it? Six month window. We'll six talk. Month we'll, window. We'll, I want to talk about that yeah. a little bit later. We, we're we're going to talk about that. Oh, but okay. Why would so that's but still though the statement you just said doing your own research. Why would you say that? What happened in y'all's situation? Um, because like I know um, as as we continue to go back to doctors and stuff, you know, we were told after six months you would see a very you know you, everything would slow down, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point we went. I want to say it was a two year window. We went and. Um, basically we were told this is what you this is what you have you know this is where you are this is where we are you know he can still if he wants to try to get stronger and things like that so um i'm a i'm um i didn't take no's very good so anytime somebody would tell me this is as good as it's going to get or um you know we've been doing this for a long time on his coordination i don't think his running is going to get better and things like that when i would hear that kind of thing i would always look for something else yeah and so we had we did he did um, CrossFit he did um, the the Genesis Rehab was wonderful here you know, they always every kind of body kind of put us to a different stepping stone mm-hmm. but um, the more I read about coordination and about how your brain you know your brain always is getting, is can get better. better you know you can always you know improve things and. Um, so anyway, and then I kind of, um, my Nick kind of touched on you and said, you know, Sean, what he's doing, why don't you check him out? And then I read about, read about y'all and all, but, um, nobody had really ever told us to target like the weak side and, you know, that had never been told to us. And then after talking with you, that makes sense because then you're getting a symmetrical Mm-hmm. body am i saying this right i think no, you are and i wanted to, to talk talk a little bit about that too like so when jacob when you woke up so 40 days later when you woke up what were you able to do what was your body like at that time i was just i was laying still like most of the time and um i just i couldn't get up i i assistance with everything yeah with everything mm-hmm. like everything uh if you look back at pictures, you'll see, you know, his right face my, is kind of drawn. And my right arm was way up here mm-hmm. like this or something just tight, right mm-hmm. hand. And were you able to, like, feel like you were raising your arm or something and then it just wouldn't raise? Or were you, was there just no connection at all in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I could. Uh, I just, I, I didn't have coordination in my arm, I guess, and I still... I really still don't have coordination in my right arm, but um. But he would explain it to us like you would say, "My brain is telling me to move, mm-hmm. you know, but my arm won't move, or okay. um, and things like that." So, like his brain would he would he knew he had to do something, mm-hmm. but so being how, able to connect it, yeah, right. So, how quickly after you woke up did you guys start into inpatient acute rehab? Um, about. Two weeks after I woke up. Well, I mean, they yeah, probably pre- we we were we were at Children's for forty eight days. Okay. So really, once a, a good week, we were there. I mean, doing um, I mean, a good week, he was awake and like made some really good strides. But before that, like you know, once he woke up, you know, into three weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks into a twenty something days, you know, they um, I'll never forget the worst probably moment in the hospital is when they um hoisted him up on this um the lift yes and that was terrible and my husband was like we're not doing that again we'll pick him up and put him in the chair we don't want that again Mm -hmm. so you know we were and we were going to therapy and he was going to therapy and 
um, you know, taking steps and stuff with Walker, with this Walker and stuff like that. But it's like his, you know, he his body was there, but he really had no clue what was going on. Gotcha. And at this point, are they telling you guys about that six month window that you just brought up? Are they sort of no, you no, 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 okay. no. We we basically didn't really talk about that until you know after, after we got I out was of the hospital. Yeah, after we we did an um, outpatient therapy. I think it was for two weeks and mm -hmm. and all. But I want to say like at a um, at a six month checkup is kind of where we um, you know started hearing things about things are going to start slowing down at a certain point and things like that. Gotcha. Okay. So at that point you go on, you do your, you do therapy for how long did y'all do therapy in inpatient setting? Y'all went straight to outpatient. I'm sorry. This yeah. Yeah. Um, outpatient was two weeks. Okay. Yeah. We went, we would go, we've got a hotel and stayed, you know, in, in um, the hospital and would okay. go back and forth every day with him. Gotcha. So and when I when I started seeing Jacob, when I started seeing you and you guys were telling me kind of the history of it, you had basically tell me you had been plateaued. You've been plateauing for a little while and you hadn't seen much progress. How uh, long did that plateau last for? When did that start? How long did that go on for? Uh, about two or two year probably the probably about the two, two, year, two year mark. Two or three years, yeah. It's probably the two year mark from the injury is where we kind of like mm -hmm. stopped seeing Results. A lot of results. Okay. And, and during that time, was that when you were trying kind of a little bit of what, what all were you trying in that space to try to, to keep the plateau from happening, keep on progressing? What were you trying? CrossFit, yoga. Uh, <laughs> yoga yeah. Uh, yeah. Hot yoga. Y'all so were doing anything and everything that you could. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he was still to, going to Genesis rehab and doing things and, you know, you could tell like little bitty water aerobics. Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Water aerobics. Yeah. That's great. See, and you could tell small, you could tell like small gains. Is that what you're yeah, about to Small do? little gains. Um, and mm -hmm. he would get tired, you know, at his age doing the same thing over and over again when other kids are playing football and baseball and he's mm -hmm. having to learn how to walk, talk and, you know, and I, I, I read an article, um, about, um, I, hold on. yes. Uh, I remember, Put like putting the golf ball, and uh, that was another thing I did. I went to the country club in our neighborhood and was like messing around with the golf ball, just putting, practicing putting. Yeah. And uh, I just I shot basketball a lot when I was like real bad. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. And, um, yeah. Man. Well, so, nothing so else. then you stumble across. Bold performance, my clinic, and we start to work together a little bit. And you, man, honestly, you killed it. I have not made it easy on you at all. And you have, you come in drip, you leave dripping every time you leave. We we really mm -hmm. fit you to work. And, it's funny um, to see him walk in the house. Oh, he, he's yeah. beat up. It's, it's, he probably has gone, and I'm trying to talk him out of this, but he's probably gone and got him a milkshake before he gets home. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but so you come in and you start working, and you start seeing some pretty good progress and well the way we measure things the one the one that sticks out in my head the most that we've seen is we measured your 400 meter how long did it take you to running to running 400 meter and if you remember when we first started we really couldn't run really get past about 30 yeah we'd 40. have to take breaks yeah we'd have to take because you that coordination you were speaking of we would lose so much coordination it would jar your body up and we couldn't even run anymore and i'm, I'm gonna pull it up because you, you just sent it to me uh, 
just that one specific thing because it was so man it was so dramatic and while he's pointing um, that up how many years out are you from the injury now i'm six, six years, years out mm-hmm. okay so you're 21 right now yeah okay okay yeah right. yeah so yeah i've got it pulled up right here but um man it was just incredible seeing the changes you had let's see no pull up for me but so i can't find it but anyways um it went from like i think the first 400 meter we ran it took us five plus minutes i know it took us like 5 30 to run this and yeah. the next time we got around to testing a 400 meter run you ran it in about in about two minutes and it was the same thing for everything it was like we would do the first time we did a uh, like a sprint type thing first off you, we couldn't sprint longer than about three or four steps we didn't have the coordination and we, yeah. so we couldn't even complete the 40 meter sprint and then all of a sudden the next time we did it we completed the 40 meter sprint and you were moving like you were uh-huh. moving pretty well you're uh-huh. able to sprint. <laughs> so yeah you were it was it was it was really incredible to see and i say all that uh to basically say like what we're doing is is it's nothing special like we're using strength and conditioning principles on just like we would assess the way that we're, we're going about working with you is the same way we go about working with a, a pro athlete. Some way like we assess what's weak, what needs improvement, and we attack those areas. And that's what we've been doing about you. So if, if you could kind of, in your own terms, say like, what the process with us, what has it been like? And what, what did you expect and what have kind of you gotten out of it so far? Can I start off for yeah, a second? <laughs> well, I, I think it's important to say, like, for me to point out as a mom, I know when I, I came to you and I told you what I wanted to see, like, when he goes up and down stairs, there is a lot of tone that kicks in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and also running, like, he doesn't want to, um, he's not going to play basketball, like a sport again. But, you know, when he has a family, he wants to be able to throw the baseball or football. Yeah, yeah um, um, dribble a basketball and play yeah. and not stick out like a sore thumb, you know, with his mm-hmm. kids or even with friends to do some things like that. Um, and his balance, too, just, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to have good balance and i know when we when i we looked at the test results i thought i'm not reading these right so i sent them <laughs> to nick and i said nick am i reading this right said, did he triple in some of this stuff did he like do three I, times better than i the tried to time? tell her i did but and, uh, <laughs> no. and i said that's the way jacob's reading it and he said mama he did he yeah. that's the results are there but those were you know all the things that i've told you that I wanted to work on and just like watching him run the other day he was running and I got tears in my eyes um, at just at how he runs now yeah. and it's just something that you've I've wanted to see for so long wow he's, he's, yeah. he's absolutely done and, and, and Jacob you've put the work in man like I'll, I'll lay out what we're going to do for the day and you, you'll sometimes you'll be like oh man and then we'll get into it and you just go after it. like you're you're always the one telling me when we finish up like Hey, let's do let's do something else. Let's do something else. Like, what else can yeah. we put in? And you're just you've done incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just messing with you when I come in there and like <laughs> I, 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 I got to do all this. Right. And, uh, and I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And I was just gonna say when um something I kind of want to point out that's been like a game changer for him is when he was little he's had he always had a fearless mindset about stuff. You know, he nothing scared him. Um, he used to catch snakes, um, you know, and just, just stuff like that. Like one day he said, um, for his birthday, I want to, I want a frog gig. I was like, you want to get frogs? 
Ah, and he's like, yeah. And I said, okay, well, he didn't gig one frog. He gigged snakes, you know, ah, there you go. <laughs> stuff like that. And so we, we knew early on we were, we had a different child. We didn't have a Nick that would say when you said, oh, don't do this. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to do it. He, <laughs> he, he was Nick gonna wasn't going to have any of the yeah. <laughs> So that fearless mindset that God put in him, like it has really made the difference in when he struggles. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he just has, he just doesn't worry mm -hmm. and fear things. You know? I'm yeah. not going to lie. I do have days like today was a day where I got real down on myself and um, I don't know. Uh, Everybody has a day. Everybody has a yeah. And that's what I was going to kind of ask. Like, how do you, because so many people have things in their, not so many people, but like people have things in their life where it's like, if you look like with the bird's eye view, you could be like, oh, I have so far to go. Like, how do you stay in a mindset where you're like, I'm just going to like do the work today. And then like, look at you, you've come so far. You're running now. Like, how, what kind of keeps you in that mindset? Like, is I it believe, the support system? Yeah. What is it? Uh, I think I just, I think I took it step by step and day by day. And now I'm here. I don't yeah. know. I, I'm, I keep, I keep just, I've, I've been just setting these goals and achieving them and then set a new goal and then a new goal and, it's pretty much and that is something we we talked about early on and even when he was in his coma you know i would get a little bit overwhelmed about things mm -hmm. and then um i don't know i just kind of got a piece about myself and how um and how to just take you just got to take it one day at a time and this is and i just always woke up going this is what we're going to do today mm -hmm. and yeah. when we came from the hospital it was again okay this is what we're going to do today like i can remember the first time i told him we're going to crawl like a baby mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to do every morning when you get up because i read an article about crawling how that lays down pathways mm -hmm. for coordination and you know it was just stuff like that where you know until you're no longer crawling like a baby it's just yeah. you know things that you do um, that you just decide to take one day at a time and you don't get so overwhelmed, yeah. you know, by it. And I am a scheduled person, so he knows, I mean, you know, we made schedules yeah. right off the bat about what he was going to do. Yeah. You have good people in your corners. So. Yeah. Having the lesson <laughs> of a mom who won't let you stand still. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. I, I want to ask you, Ellie kind of touched on it, but during the, the whole, your whole journey, everything you've been doing, this, this is a podcast we talk about healthcare and how healthcare needs to change, how healthcare needs to get better and what we can do to make it better. Some of the things y'all saw along the way, what were some of the things that you think you would have liked to see done better? Just in your own words, kind of what are some of the things you would have liked to see be, be done differently? Okay. Um, well, like, I guess the good thing I did like about healthcare was um, anytime we asked um, for more time for therapy, you know, sometimes that didn't happen but like mm -hmm. with with you it's easy to do because if you can show you can show results then they're going to give you you know more time and all um it's super you know sometimes it's super expensive when you know when you know, i've tried to do some on my own and like hire we've had to hire um people to, to help talking about like professional trainers and things like that yeah. and just go out of pocket but um, there's a lot of red tape, you know, when you're going through, you know, insurance and stuff like that. I just, that's probably been the worst thing for, you know, for me yeah. is, is, um, insurance, just getting, yeah. you know, get, I, you know, we, we did get more time, but I feel like there's a lot more, you know, with Jacob's case, 
I just feel like we could use a lot more time than we're given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good answer. Well, um, let's see. You already touched on the mindset a little bit, but y'all, this has been really awesome. Is there, but we got a few questions we want to ask you. We ask it to everybody. So we're going to ask kind of both you guys. But before we kind of get to those questions, is there anything you want to tell us like, about, about your story that you want someone else to know who's in your shoes and at, at the clinic we work for a lot of folks who've kind of been in those situations yeah. and and man they like everybody works hard it's it's really encouraging to see people it's like and maybe you guys can relate it's like you want it so bad you want it so you want something that's going to help so badly and then hopefully somebody comes along and they can they can help you and it's like you're just so hungry for it you just want to consume it consume it consume it mm-hmm. is there anything that you would say tell someone else who's in your shoes give them some advice yeah, um, first. just first of all, you know, like, I guess I'll start off by saying, you know, when this happened, I felt like a, I felt a deep responsibility, you know, as a parent, because we're here to protect our kids. Mm-hmm. But that deep responsibility drove me to not ever want to take a no and not ever give up, you mm-hmm. know, and, and to continue to go in. And I told Jacob, I said, we're not going to stop until you've reached a point where you are satisfied mm-hmm. um and so like as a parent i would if i'm just you know I, I would speak to other parents and just say you know be whoever you are whoever it is in your family that's going through this especially if it's child you've got to be their cheerleader and you've yeah. got to be you've got to keep even they're not going to like you on some days mm-hmm. we did not like each other a lot because <laughs> We didn't. We fought <laughs> a lot. Yeah, and did. I always told yeah. them, you know, because I love you, we're, you know, we're going to do this. So yeah. my, my words of wisdom to parents out there is be your child's biggest cheerleader, but also do your own research. Just because somebody has a doctor in front of it doesn't mean, and if you don't want the diagnosis that you get, then you seek other options, you know, until you get what you want. We're getting what we wanted. We, yeah. didn't, we weren't given the diagnosis that he has right now, yeah. but we're sure getting it because yeah. we didn't give up and we didn't take no's and we sought out people. Yeah. Um, God has answered every prayer I've laid on his heart. And, wow. you know, and, and you're part of that because I have kept saying, please put people in our path mm-hmm. like, that are going to, that are going to help us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and we have so many people that he's put in our path. And I feel like you, you know, he put you in there right at the right time mm-hmm. because, you know, you, Jake, you know, just because you've targeted all the weak areas. Cause I was, I was close to giving up and just, I mean, I was close to. You'd been working so hard. Yeah. I've yeah. been working so hard and I, I thought I'd got my, all my, all the progress I'm going to make. And he he sent you Sean and <laughs> we're, we're getting at it now. Oh, man, he okay. sent you to me. I've learned a lot through you, man. You're you, you Same, I, I, man. for real. When you come in, it's 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 just different the way you go about things. Like I lay it out, and you will do whatever I ask, and you just give it everything you have. And you can say that about a lot of people, but you literally do. Yeah. And there, you you haven't had. You say you have bad days. You haven't had a bad effort day. I have yet to find a bad effort day in you because yeah. you're ready to go. That's awesome. So I appreciate it about you. I love it. Well, you have such a cool story. And I know this work ethic spills over into other areas of your life. And um, it's just really cool to hear and encouraging that, you know, we can make it, you, you can make it through really hard things with great people in your circle and a really yeah. good God. So um, that's awesome. Well, um, we have a few questions we ask everyone. So um, 
what is something that you're doing right now that's making your life better? And it could be anything. It could be a habit. It could be a new thing that you've just implemented. Um, but. Well, me and my mom, uh, we just, we just wrote a book and it's called the bull didn't win Love it. About my story and the importance of overcoming, overcoming, uh, difficult situations and never giving up. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we'll have to link to that in the. We'll, um, show we'll link notes. it. Is it out on? Is it out right now in the ebook? Is it out? Not yet. Uh, okay. We have a page um, on Facebook called "The Bull Didn't Win." Okay. Um, and so you people can join that page. Um, we have Linktree. It's J S Browder. At Linktree. Okay. Link um, okay. We'll have to connect. We'll, to all we'll those. get that from you guys, and we'll put it in the show notes. And yeah. then when the ebook comes out, we'll put that in the show notes too, so everybody can have access to. Jacob's uh, look, and I'm going to get an autograph for it. Yeah. Come on, man. And I <laughs> something really important that I'm super proud of is um, he actually did some motivational speaking. He spoke many, many, many times in churches, and schools. I'm, and I'm, I'm planning to get back into that and uh, awesome. doing it. So that's, I, that's I'm, great. I got, I'm getting some cows uh, pretty soon. And, uh, <laughs> He's well, got- He's got a lot going on, and he fusses I, all the time. I do time, have a lot but... going on, and I fuss about how I don't have anything to do, and I always, I've always got something to do. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm get, me, uh, I don't know if it's going to be me and her or just me, but uh, we're going to write another book on down the road, so oh. be looking out for that. You need and, to uh, keep writing them. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm excited to be the person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm uh. ready for it to be out. But that will be out in January hardcover. I mean, not January. I'm sorry. February okay. out e- is the ebook, and then April is hardcover. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Can't wait. Hold of it. Yep. Um, any one quote to go out on? We always like to ask people. The bull didn't win. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> I love it. And I have to say faith over fear. I would have never let him get a tattoo, <laughs> but he got faith over fear. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, I know that did not feel good. That didn't hurt. It just it took my breath away from me, really. Wow, that's awesome. I love it. Okay, that's that's when he told me the meaning behind it and just Mm -hmm. never giving up. I got it when I was seventeen. So, oh, that's awesome, man. I love it. Well, okay, y'all. This this is awesome. I've really enjoyed this. And Jacob, again, I'm so man. It's awesome to be a part of what you're doing. It's awesome to be a play a little part in it. And you have. Thank you for being there with us. You've crushed yeah. it, and I can't wait to make you sweat again. I'm ready. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, thank y'all for sharing your story, and um, hopefully, some people who listen to this can get something out of it or share it um, with someone who's kind of going through the same thing that y'all went yeah. through. So. Well, guys, thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see y'all later. Okay. See you tomorrow, Sean. <laughs> see you, man. See y'all. Bye, guys. Bye. Good night. Nice to meet you. You, you too. too. <laughs>